The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by the Pure Hookup app. Pure Hookup lets awesome people have casual sex tonight. Download the Pure Hookup app on Google Play or the App Store. Pure, the hookup app that says it's a hookup app. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. A Talkspace therapist can help put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer for my listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to my stripper sisters and camboy brothers. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome to the show. Uh, if you are new to my program, which I hope some of you are, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. However, this week's special guest is not one of my former flames. No, I am holy shit. So excited, so delighted to uh, share with you Andre Shakti, who I've been following on the internet for years, and uh, Jesus, we had such a cool fucking conversation, and I can't wait to share her with you in a bit, but first, first, show dates, show dates, all right, this Sunday, August 6th, I'm at Lucky Jack's on the Lower East Side, I'm doing a roast battle with Comedy Fight Club. You can also watch that uh, live on Periscope at Comedy Fight NYC. It's at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I, fair warning, it's not for the easily triggered. Then August 11th, I'm at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, Queens on the Midnight Show. Uh, if you want more info on those show dates, head on over to manhorpod.com slash comedy. Uh, also on manhorpod.com slash comedy, uh, you'll see that I'm doing a couple of speed dating events this month through onspeeddating.com. Go check those out. We do speed dating events in Los Angeles, Austin, and New York City. If you see an event that you like, use the promo code Billy5 at checkout for $5 off your ticket. That's Billy5, um, fully spelled out now. The promo code has changed. So it's B-I-L-L-Y-F-I-V-E at onspeeddating.com. I had a good time last week. Uh, we did the Fan Whore Facebook Live Hangout, as I do every month, uh, the last Wednesday of every month. I had my intern, Beatrice. She joined us. That was lovely. Uh, sadly, it was the same day as Trump proposing his uh, or tweeting out his alleged transgender military ban. So a little bit of a downer. Uh, we were talking a lot about that nonsense. But it was a good time, and you can still watch the replay of that video if you go to my Facebook fan page for The Man Whore Podcast. 
Uh, my last, my last like announcementy type thing is we still have space. Uh, we still have room in the Fan Whore Fantasy Football League for this upcoming season. It's a thirty dollar half point PPR league. If you're interested, if you got questions, shoot me an email at manorpod at gmail.com. We have a few slots left. All right. Uh, you know, there's something weird about what I do that uh, as a comedian, especially as a, as a man, you're not supposed to be braggadocious about how much sex you have. Partially because a lot of comedians don't have a ton of sex week in and week out. So, you know, it's easy to uh, have them resent you for that. Uh, but it, but if you ask me what I do with my time, it's like, you know, I do this podcast, I do stand up and I have fun sex. That's like all I do. Sometimes sometimes I read books and see movies. That's about it. So I have to be careful about how I describe my shenanigans so I don't come across as a total douche nugget. Luckily, uh life makes that easy for me because my sex life is pretty ridiculous and embarrassing. Uh, people, I am horrified, horrified by the events of last Saturday night. I went to Hacienda with a fellow listener who happened to be in town uh, that weekend. Shout out to my favorite Irish lassie. You know who you are. And the party was awesome. It was great. There was a lot of cool stuff I saw. Uh, there was a needle play scene where like, I stuck a feather in a, in a needle that was in someone's back. That was terrifying to do. I, I've never been so nervous. I've performed in front of 300 people. I'm fine. Putting a, a feather in someone's back in a needle, I was terrified. Because like I would be the guy who accidentally pushes too hard and then she becomes paralyzed for forever. Like that, that would be me. As the story I'm about to tell you will prove. The party was great. I uh, had a lot of fun. Didn't do a whole lot of playing. Uh, my, my date was really jet lagged and exhausted. So we left pretty early. No big deal. Hey, there's always another sex party. Had a great time. Uh, and this was one of the better haciendas, in my opinion, simply because they had bowls of M&Ms all over the place. Love me some M&Ms. Oh, it's like sometimes I just need a candy that melts in my butthole, not in my hand. You know what I mean? It's the only food I don't feel guilty for not measuring a serving size. Like if there is a hell... It's counting how many M&M's you eat from an infinite candy dish like a fat Sisyphus. Shout out to all my Greek myth- mythology fans out there. Uh, I just, I just, I dream sometimes of receiving cum shots of M&M's to the face. I love me some M&M's. And as our Uber home is pulling up to the house, we pass the main room and I go, hey, one sec. I'm going to grab one last handful of M&M's. This may have been one handful of M&M's too many. Because before I get to the M&M's, I see um, this stripper pole that they have in the main room. And I reacted the same way you react when you pass a swing set. You go like, oh my God, is that a swing set? I love swings. I want to go on the swings. I don't care how old you are. We all love going on swings. And and so I saw the pole. I was like, ah, I want the pole. I want to go on the pole. So I jumped onto the pole. And then the pole broke. Like, violently dislodged from the ceiling and crashed and smashed into stuff. Which I didn't even know you could do. I didn't even know those things broke because, and I don't know when this happened, but at some point, stripper poles were claimed as like a body positive tool for sexuality. 
I don't know. It's like big girls everywhere are taking pole dancing classes these days. Hey, holler, power to you. I'm just trying to say I've seen people bigger than me jump on this thing and be fine. But I wanted some M&Ms and the universe just said, go home, Billy. I don't know if you need those. So I pretty much just wanted to die. I was uh, I was horrified. A bunch of gorgeous half-naked women saw a chubby guy break the stripper pole halfway into their sex party. And I got to tell you, some of the people who saw me do that, they like that stripper pole a lot more than they like me. Like if the building collapsed, there's at least a couple of them who they'd see if they could salvage the pole before they dug me out. So my sex life, not always as glamorous as some of you may think. Anyways, let's get to your emails. I like reading your emails. They cheer These emails cheered me up after <laughs> breaking the stripper pole at an orgy. Okay, this one comes from uh, Alice. Hey, Billy, new listener here. And after three weeks, I'm already on episode 52. I love everything about the show. It's so beautiful to form a picture of a person through their relationships. Your vulnerability and brutal honesty is refreshing and attractive. I gotta say, I've developed quite the little crush on you. Anyway, just wanted to send some love and appreciation. I can see from my stalking that you finally have a girlfriend. Congratulations. Excited to hear how that came about as I blaze through these episodes Keep doing you, and thanks for my new favorite podcast. Oh my gosh, Alice, thank you. That was also very kind and nice of you to say. And I'm sure you will hear this uh, reading of your email in like, I don't know, two or three months from now when you finally blaze through to be uh, current and up to date. Got another email. Uh, This one comes from Russ, who is a proud member of our fan whore community on Patreon. And he simply wanted to say, To everyone who isn't signed up for the Man Whore Patreon, you have no idea what you're missing in the Champagne Room on Facebook. We have thoughtful discussions, we share really hot stories about our members' sex happenings, and even the occasional titty. Aren't titties worth a dollar a month? Russ, thank you for the shout out. Thank you for the acknowledgement. I like to think the podcast itself is worth a dollar a month, but if we have to throw in other people's titties on top of it, hey, I'm not going to stop you from uh, from bragging about it. Yes, we have a lot of uh, fun in our super secret Facebook group, The Champagne Room. And when I mean secret, I mean your friends and family aren't going to see that you're a member of it. They're not going to see what you post in there. I promise. But yeah, we uh, we do what we have we have Titty Tuesday. Someone else came up with I think it was like Flagpole Friday for dudes to post their dongs. I'm a little less excited about that one, but like I'm happy that people are doing it and having fun. Uh, and and I like to do uh, I start the conversation every Sunday. We do Sexual Achievement Sunday where everyone can talk about what, what shenanigans they got into that week. It's a really fun group. And you're a member of it if you pledge at least a dollar a month on my Patreon, which you can join uh, at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Hey, don't take it from me. Take it from this dude, Russ. And if you'd like to send me an email with your comments, your questions, or your booby pictures, uh, send it on over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. All right, before we get to Andre, uh, which, oh, God, this is such a good episode. You're all in for a treat. Uh, I got an exciting announcement about Man Con. Yes, 
All right. So, yeah, Manhorcon, it's coming up. We're almost two months away from uh, the October 7th, October 8th weekend of fan whore meetups. So I've been thinking, oh, like, oh man, you know, how can I add more value to this ticket price? How, how can I add more? How can I give more to the people showing up to ManhorCon? I was like, you know what? Sexy swag bags. Yeah. All right. I have been contacting all sorts of companies and places for some knickknacks, some tchotchkes, some free products to put in the sexy swag bags. All attendees will begin a bag of goodies uh, for, for their participation, for showing up. I mean, honestly, what more could you ask for? You got a weekend of events to hang out with your fellow fan whores and yours truly. You got a live man whore podcast taping, an exclusive after party, and a nice old bag of swag. What more could you want? And you can enjoy 30% off the, the normal ticket price Go get some early bird tickets that are just $66.50. What a deal. And if you're a member of my fan or community on Patreon, of course, you get 25% off uh, that ticket price. You can get early bird tickets uh, through August 30th. You go to manhorpod.com slash tickets. Coming out to New York City. Come hang out. It's a great excuse to uh, to come out to New York and have a little vacation here. And if you're worried about, you know, expensive hotels and shit, okay, look, I am putting together uh, affordable lodging accommodations with Airbnb. If you're interested in that, if you would like some more details, email me ASAP, manwhorepod at gmail.com. We have limited availability, but I've got the prices down to under $100 per person per night. Oh, I'm so excited for Manhorcon. Love hearing from you. Honestly, uh, reading your emails is, is one of my favorite parts of the day. And now for our guest this week, Andre Shakti. Holy shit. You ever just talk to someone for an hour and go like, hey, can we be best friends forever? That's how I felt talking to Andre. She is just such a cool fucking chick. So much fun. She's super funny. I, I could have kept talking to her for another, you know, for hours, I feel like, uh, but I had to go meet my sister for a steak dinner. And, you know, Billy's really not in a financial position to turn down free steak. But I had a really good time talking to Andre. We covered a whole lot of topics. Uh, you know, we talked about her uh, her New Jersey upbringing. Talk a lot about porn, paying for porn, kidnapping rich people, female fight club. Jesus, the list goes on and on. And, and why? Why is Andre here? Well, Andre is, uh, she, oh, Jesus, she... Andre, she is a uh, writer, a sex educator, a stripper, a professional dominatrix, and uh, a porn performer who specializes, by the way, in wrestling porn, which we totally get into during the podcast. Uh, just such a delight. And and I think I, I, I grew on her throughout the episode. It was just the, it was a conversation of me trying to climb up her likability scale as, or ladder as a cisgender straight white man, a.k.a the usual enemy. <laughs> uh, so I really hope you all enjoy this conversation because fuck, I know I did. And check her out on all the places. Uh, she does her plugs at the end. So for now, let me shut my big dumb face and let's get on over to me with Andre Shakti. So I get a lot of girls who are talking like that. I and don't know if I got my, th- my thoughts are like, yeah, and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, so it's, it's nice to have someone who's, whose bars are going to come match mine, uh, so to speak. It's more about being Italian than it is about being a public speaker. Oh yeah, you're Italian I'm too. Right? <laughs> like Jersey, hey. Wait, you grew up in Jersey? I grew up in Jersey and we have the same birthday. Well, we I was going to say, birthday partner and we're in Jersey. 
What uh, county? Right outside of Philadelphia, Gloucester County. Okay, Bergen yeah. County. Yep. Fancy Jersey. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, <laughs> I'm in farmland Jersey, which people don't know exists because they think that like Jersey is all like smokestacks and Sopranos, but it actually is there's there are farms right. like that you know i grew up uh my mother grew up in hamilton which is like the blueberry capital of the world or something like i grew up around like horses and produce stands so but, and, and people always think that just because like you fly into newark and you go to new york oh my god it's so that's depressing. all you're gonna think because the trip from newark to new york is just like all it's all industrial but well, if you, you actually just go fly into newark it's like you just want to kill yourself like that's just like what it, like every time and i went to college in baltimore and i love baltimore but like anytime i'd fly into Newark or into Baltimore City, I just l- look out the window and just slowly like put the window shade down because I just would get too sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. A, but if you go like travel through New Jersey, yeah, kind of nice. It's it's kind of nice. It's we all have right. Some beaches. I don't know. It's a lot of beaches. There are a lot of Italians there. There's but if you some... drive too far, then you end up in Atlantic City and it gets bad again. Are we you know? recording yet? Because if we are, yeah. I like totally want to tell you the best story that I just found out about my family from New Jersey that you will so appreciate. Do it because people don't appreciate. <laughs> me out here like they don't appreciate my new jersey-ness um so uh the sopranos obviously was like a wildly popular you know tv show shot in, the, shot in the town next to me exactly they used yes. to shoot in close to new jersey i yep. grew up in norwood so uh so i got into when i was in high school and um and you know watched it uh until until it ended and then r.i.p james gandolfini but um you know the strip club they have uh is it the bada bing yes i was gonna say the boom boom room i'm like it's something like that so it's bada bing right so it's a real strip club in real mm-hmm. life it's not called bada bing in real life but it's a it's a real club it's still operational who the hell knows who manages it so when i was a kid um my maternal grandfather died and my family told us that he had a heart attack um which is true he had a heart attack and i remember uh you know going to the funeral and everyone being very sad but i don't have a lot of memories about my grandfather um a month and a half ago uh my sister calls me out of nowhere um she's uh a few years younger than i am and she was recently having a conversation with my father who had a brain aneurysm a while back so he's like alive but very addled in the head and um he discloses to her out of nowhere that my grandfather did not in fact die at home of a heart attack. Please, please, please. He died of a heart attack yes. on the toilet. Yes. In the fucking yes. Bada Bing yes. strip club. Yes. That yes. was featured in the Sopranos. Yes. <laughs> so like, I have been a sex worker for over 10 years. And when I came out to my family as a sex worker when I was 18, I started off as a stripper. And my sister's like, maybe this explains why the family hates the fact that you were a stripper so much. You're going to kill someone else's grandpa. So now I have to, this is my, I just found this out a month and a half ago. I haven't been back to the East Coast since. But my next trip to the East Coast, um, I'm going to make a pilgrimage to that strip club <laughs> and I'm going to audition because I'm still a dancer. Sure. I'm going to audition and I'm going to work one shift at the strip club that my grandfather died in. In your grandfather's in honor. In my grandfather's honor. RIP, I know. So I thought like you would really appreciate Strip club DJ be like, this next dancer is uh, dedicating this one to her dead grandpa. Yeah, grandpa. Sexy, right? <laughs> Sexy. I'll have to play a song from like um, like the 1920s when he was born. So, um, <laughs> so it's like doing him right, but... Well, what a perfect way to introduce my guest this and week. And welcome, I'm Andre Shakti. Hey, <laughs> let's. Uh, you, you're. I find this with a lot of the, the some of the West Coast sex worker porn people that mm-hmm. I talk to, who are like, I want to say indie, like it. You know, you got your summer blockbuster porn star, mm-hmm. right? But then you got like the art house indies. <laughs> 
you know, Emma Stone's taking a pay cut because she th- she really believes in the script, and so she's like that. Oh God, I hope that script wasn't La La Land. Please don't let Emma Stone have supported La La Land that much. But yeah, but anyway, let's, let's go through the the rundown. And so I find in, in the, the these indie ones are like you all have a lot of roles, a lot of things you're doing. So we already said stripper. Uh, what <laughs> you want the laundry list of? Yeah, all let's the things that let's I go. Do. To, we did this with Milka Halili. I was like, oh, you do so many things. Oh, like, let's, I love Milka. Yeah, what what an awesome uh, dude. Aww person uh what 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 do we got we got stripper all right so that well we have like the the jobs that i have in the yeah. sex industry and then we have the jobs that i have outside of the sex industry because oh my, you can't yeah, just right, support right, right. yourself as a sex worker in the fucking bay area you'd have 17 different jobs okay. so um in the sex industry uh i'm a dancer i um am a dominatrix uh, who specializes in um a niche market of that industry called fetish wrestling. I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I like beat the shit out of men and get paid really well to do it. So it's awesome. Um, and uh, I also do porn. Um, and that's mostly like fetish uh, or what is classified as like queer or feminist pornography. Mm-hmm. Once in a while I'll go down to LA and do like more stereotypical like lesbian Ooh. porn. But um, you also do some of the wrestling porn too. I do a lot of the that wrestling was, porn. That's some yeah. of the research I was doing before yeah. I got here. I know. I saw your little... However, I am going to uh, run you over hot Coles for a second because the link that you posted on Twitter where you were like, look at my research I'm doing was totally from a fucking tube site. And I'm like, way to promote my like match on a tube site where you know I'm not getting paid for that shit because woo, pirating. I I, I, I know way to do a quick bit of research right before. It's okay. I forgive you. I think, I think, well, I forget who, I think Siri said or Sarah, I forget who told me, but it was more like, uh, we've moved beyond the hashtag pay for your porn. It's like, pay for most of your porn. Pay for most of your porn. Pay for some. I will go on record right now as saying that I do not pay for my porn because mm. number one, I have logins to all of the sites that I've worked for because that's yeah. that's what you get when you shoot for porn sites. Yeah, and uh, if also, you're in the guild, you get free uh, screeners. You exactly. Get, yeah, if you work in porn, you should get free porn. Exactly. So, um, but I I can't watch my friends have sex. So like the shoots the the sites that I have subscriptions to that were given to me are sites that I really support, obviously because I shot for them. And so all the people that are on them are people that I know, and I can't watch. Like I had this disconnect thing where I can't. You can't even no. if I think my friends are really hot, like where I've like fucked them. Like I can't watch them fuck on camera because there needs to be like a certain disassociation level um otherwise i just get too like analytical about it i'll be like uh and it'll be like um not in a like i'm tearing it up part way but uh but because um I'll be like, oh, like that must have been when uh, right after he had surgery because his hair is that color. And like, oh, I wonder how he's doing. I should give him a call. (laughs) And I'm like in bed with my vibrator like, fuck, come on. Like, how is Jason doing? Really? Right? Uh, I know his mom died and that's really a boner killer, right? (laughs) That's exactly what it is. I'm like, this is going to be like a 10 hour masturbation session because I'm just going to get too too into this. So I go on like uh, my my tube site is xnxx.com and I'll go on and like rub one out and I'll be like, you know what i'm doing a lot of like pro sexuality activism in the world i fucking deserve this that's how i justify uh-huh. it though. you don't that's get a pass like that yeah hey, i pay for i have a <laughs> the one thing i do have which i like and i don't i haven't found a site that does it in a better way but i like this concept where it's uh, aebn.com A-E-B-N. and they you buy minutes 
and they just bank, they just charge you how many minutes you actually watch of a video. So if you watch seven minutes of a video, because let's, let's admit it, we don't always make it to the end credits. Why? <laughs> Why don't you always make it to the end credits, really? <laughs> you get but a like, snack in the middle? Is that what <laughs> but if, we, if, you, if you actually watch seven minutes of the video, they take seven minutes out of your bank that you've paid for. But it, um, but where does that money then the go? The money trickles that like they, they have like rights. I guess they have like Netflixy type deals with these studios that have paid for these videos. Interesting. So it's not at all Tubi, but it feels it's on the up and up. Can you write that on your notebook? Because I yeah. wanna I wanna look that up later. This is the first time I've heard about this. It's one of several. I remember like Siri like years ago put out like a list of like things that ones that she recommended and and i was like take she did like a blog post and i looked in and i like that concept most i was like that mm. made sense so like for 20 bucks i got like you know i don't know 100 200 minutes i was like i can do that and i try oh, my best great. to log in there when i have patience uh to like go and actually like remember my login and then i'm like okay i'll, I'll do this i feel ethically, like that's but. way more accessible to people than um than asking folks to do like a monthly subscription to a website but that i would do if yeah. it has like a good amount of one website like a netflix for porn mm-hmm. which i don't think really is there yet mm-hmm. no one's got the rights to enough stuff the way the netflix has that they'll like i would pay 9.99 a month or whatever it is whatever i should have to um for all that content, I guess. But it's interesting. I don't know how well it would do. I mean, I, I'm going to check this website out now. Sure. But I mean, pirating has like just it's just fucked the industry into the sure. ground. Like it has like the industry is hurting so badly right now um, because half because of what's happening politically. It's just been under fire politically for the past few years um, and mass. And uh, and then also and obviously our country is not getting any more liberal right now. Um, and uh, and also just the, the costs of everything um, combined with the fact that most people that are that are growing up now, like the millennial generation, like my generation. Mm. Um, and you're, how old are you? Uh, I'm a year younger than you. Okay, I just cool. turned 20. So like our generation. So like we, we feel uh, if we're not like, if we're not people like us who know better, um, we feel entitled to porn. We feel entitled mm. to, we, we feel like it's the thing that we grow up with and it's so, um, our society is so saturated with it that we uh, we just expect to always um, be able to view that content for free. And so somebody says, "Hey, you should pay for that." We're like, "Yeah, right. I can go, you know, here, 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 and here, and say that see the same thing and not have to pay for it." And so, unfortunately, being like an ethical human being is not enough of a motivator to uh, make people want to always pay for porn. And it's just like it's. I mean, we just lost uh, Kink.com, which was like the wait. What happened to Kink.com? Well, they're still operating operational but they moved everything to las vegas because cost of operation is a lot cheaper out there so like all their most of their directors there was like one or two stragglers that stayed behind but um i mean a lot of the porn's been moving to las vegas right yeah yeah now they're trying to make las vegas the new like porn hub because um uh number one uh a year two years ago los angeles um county passed the law mandating condom use so Mm -hmm. they have to it's the only place in the country that they have to wear condoms on set um and it's really fucking with them um for lack of a better way of saying that um and uh, why not just like move over the county line like why cross state borders um, I think because most of California is really fucking conservative and people don't actually know that who live outside of California mm. um, because we have cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco, we look super blue. But in fact, there is so much California and most of it is deeply conservative. Um, and so if they moved outside of Los Angeles, they probably would get hit even harder by okay. whoever's in those areas. Las Vegas is kind of like a safe bet. I mean, they legalize prostitution out there. Yeah. So nobody's worried about like, oh no, like they're going to come and shoot porn here. We just got off on like, 
I'm like, I'm like tangent city by no, the that's, way. So okay, that's fine with me. I was I was I was gonna go on another tangent because I was gonna bring up how Gary. There's this comedian Gary Goldman who I think is a national treasure. No okay. one talks. He's like a six foot six Jew who's just fucking an amazing joke writer. And he had this bit in his last special was similar with the porn uh, entitlement. It's like where we are with music. He goes like, uh, and then uh, yeah, I want this little device and I want all the music on it. And he's mm-hmm. like, what are you gonna? Uh, which music? And he's like, no, 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 all. All, all the all music. music. Oh, okay. Well, how much are you going to pay for? And he just laughs. Like, ha, pay. <laughs> Not a chance. That is, yeah, that yeah, is. And, and that's that happening with a lot of Incredibly accurate. I mean, with, with the porn, way, yeah, yeah and it, with music and movies in general, that like, mm-hmm. you can find anything pirated. Women's on there. attention, you know, we just feel <laughs> entitled to that all the time. Um, we just went down a really dark feminist hole right there. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it, super it, true. It's wild. It's really and, true. Uh, but you know what it is? It's, it's, it seems like porn really still relies on those super fans. Mm-hmm. And I, so I did a porn with Sarah J and Siri like a few years ago. We did a fun trade with Sarah. I was just like, I'll do your porn or you do my podcast. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, so we do that. Was that like your cherry pop? Like as the first time you've like filmed yourself having sex or have there been other, I mean, I'm like more probably, private instances. Oh, there's plenty of private yeah? okay. instances, but nothing like, you know, professional like this. And I was not familiar with either performer that well. I mm. before starting this podcast, I didn't really know any porn star names because, like I said, I don't make it to the credits. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like have favorites. You like um, you like walking on the street behind this woman. And you're like, God, that ass looks really familiar. <laughs> but but these guys, I'm talking to the guys there because the whole thing was Team BJ, so it was like all fans of them, mm-hmm. and they're like mega fans. And like one guy's laying out, I was like, I have a two hundred dollar a month porn budget, and he's like telling me like where he spreads out. I was like, this gets this much, this gets this much, this little out like i change up every month and i'm like wow like these are like and these are the people who i think you know seem to be keeping the industry going at all well the cool thing the the thing that i love so i i actually am a little bit of an old lady at heart i'm a little like technology phobic i only have like the social media platforms that i absolutely need to have um the only reason I even have a Twitter account is because it is like the safest and most prolific way yeah. to be a porn performer. Is don't, on don't get me started. I just got Instagram two months ago because I got bullied into it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so I I think with but, but one bonus I will say is that with increased technology comes increased access. Mm-hmm. And so uh, people, you know, that are fans of porn performers now, as opposed to people who are fans of porn performers, let's say 15, 20 years ago, they have much more access to these people. Um, instead of, you know, like we go to the movie theater, we see Julia Roberts on a movie screen. We never expect to actually like tweet at Julia Roberts yeah. and have her respond to us or be able to email her and ask her a question or anything like that. Right. Or get her Snapchat. or Exactly. You know, yeah. But now like uh, in the sex industry, it's given fans and clients and customers of sex workers, not just porn performers, but like mainly porn performers, mm. um, increased access to their favorite performers. And it means that they uh, develop a deeper connection to them and they feel um, they feel like they know them. And so that makes them want to support them mm-hmm. more and support their work more. <clears throat> and the technology allows you all these like more diversified like revenue streams because now you can charge yep. for snapchats and do the camming now and- oh monetizing social media yeah. is huge right now i don't have the fu- i don't i would need assistance to like run social media get accounts an intern to- i got oh an intern God. you can get you could definitely get an intern you know an intern in my line of work is known as a service submissive exactly and- <laughs> there you go <laughs> but here's the thing Just- like they usually want to be naked and like they usually want to be like around my house like fixing things and like i just don't want to look at like sweaty old man balls in my house i just like 
like they're just things. But get some subby nineteen year old who like grew up with like fucking Instagram in his pocket his whole life and uh, I know I don't know. I had a nineteen year old <laughs> client last week, Billy. I almost like shit my pants. I was like, oh my god, dom, dom client or dom client? Do you do yeah. do you do escort or do you only do? I don't BDSM? do full service. Work. Okay. No, I'm like I totally support escorts and anybody sure, sure, sure. who does crosses that line. But um, I always just thought because of how out I am and have mm. always been, I just have never really wanted to mix um illegal activities yeah. with my stuff i just feel like it's too risky well where do you come from like how do you a uh, wholesome jersey girl i imagine uh grow i was never wholesome <laughs> right, so what, how, how did you end up down this path which came first uh what, what line of sex work came first uh stripping so, so how did you get to stripping um i went to school in uh right outside of baltimore city and um i it's like that quintessential like I need a supplemental income job. And um, I like, I, you know, let me put myself through college. Um, by the way, nobody puts themselves through college doing sex work unless they are a high-end escort. It right. just is not that profitable. Um, but uh, so I've always, I grew up dancing like in, in studios, not like on a pole. And, um, and I've always been pretty like athletic and pretty comfortable with my body. And I've always been very like outgoing personality wise. I like talking to people a lot. Um, I've just prenaturally never had any shame around sexuality. My parents were pretty conservative, um, definitely financial Republicans, and I would say like social moderates. Um, but we didn't receive any sex education when I grew up. My school didn't have any sex education program. Um, I just found the internet at an early age and just kind of took off with it. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, so I saw this ad for a bar in Baltimore City Paper, and it was called The Crazy Russian, which I soon found out was not just like a silly name. It was like legitimately owned by a crazy Russian lady named Valeria. And she fucking hates me. So it's fine. I don't even care. Um, it's not even open anymore, sadly. But uh, her and her husband, Vladimir, who was a lovely man. Of course he's um, Yeah. They uh, ran this uh, cabaret club for um, a number of years. And I... Uh, that was my first stripper gig. I walked in and I remember um, the cabaret's funny- like classy stripping. Like it's uh, it's she- stripping, but we're not going to call it that. She really wanted Valeria had a vision. She came over to the United States with this vision of being like the next like Paris crazy horse owner <laughs> and like the the actual um, you know uh, the actualization of that dream was uh, this shitty little like club in Podunk, Baltimore County, like in between motels and liquor stores. But like you walk in and it had this very like kitschy, um, eccentric, kind of like Rocky Horror Picture Show vibe. There are all these like big murals on the walls and all these um, like feather boas and other like sexy accoutrements like hanging off the walls. And um, they they didn't do lap dances. We weren't allowed to crawl on the ground because it was demeaning to women. It was pretty what great. What a progressive, crazy Russian great. lady. I know. And, uh, crazy Russian lady <laughs> not known for being so like feminine. I know. Sex positive and well, but, empowering. But wait, because a lot of the girls, I was one of maybe like three American girls that like worked there at any given point in time. It was mostly Russian women and they would come over from Russia on green cards at like 18, 19, 20 years sure. old. They'd start working at the club. You'd think it was a mob front, but it really wasn't. But they were looking for husbands. And so- Is like, this where those girls from The Wire were supposed to end up? Is I that- know, right? <laughs> 
like had they it made it out would have been better for them it probably would have been a lot better for them had oh, they gotten out of that crate jesus Christ. i just i just started watching the wire no. or i'm just finishing the wire so like it's very fresh for yeah me. Sorry, yeah I, sorry, I actually um I, yeah i i didn't i didn't watch the wire until i moved out of baltimore because i was just like i don't want this to even taint my baltimore experience um but uh but yeah, no, everyone was, it was a very happy, healthy environment. It was a very consensual environment. But these women, would they come in like clockwork. They'd come in, they'd work a few months, they'd find a husband, they'd marry off, they'd pop out a bunch of kids. Sometimes they came back to the pole, sometimes they didn't, and they'd come in with their new husbands and like throw money at us. And um, well, What makes it cabaret versus stripping? Um, mostly verbiage uh, in, this, <laughs> in this instance. It wasn't... Um, you know, uh, we would get on stage. We do little skits. So, for example, um, what's that? That terrible stripping song? with a little punchline. Yeah, That's, yeah. It'd okay. be like comedic. It'd be um, it, it very much towed the line of being burlesque with like almost going over it, and that's how. I got on stage, I started dancing and I was like, oh, I like this. I like it being like funny and weird and like I get to put different costumes on. I don't have to be this like um, the mainstream traditional ideal of like, uh, you know, sexuality. Also, all those women were like, uh, like six foot, you know, like six feet tall, like beautiful Amazonian blonde hair, blue eyed, like legs up to my chin women. I'm like, I can't compete with these women anyway. So I'm just going to be my weird, like eclectic queer ass self. And, uh, and it was the perfect opportunity to kind of explore that. How old now? I just turned 29. No, 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 no. During Uh, all this. Oh, I was like 18, 19 years old. Okay. Um, and so that's how I actually discovered the burlesque community. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I really like this. And then I discovered, oh wait, people are doing this like in theaters on stages, like putting all of this, like, you know, thought and effort and money into like these, you know, these acts and constructing these acts. And, um, that's how I started doing burlesque. And then I was doing burlesque really heavily for a number of years while mm-hmm. I was stripping and, uh, there's a little like rivalry that happens between like strippers and burlesque performers. Uh oh. Oh yeah, it gets it's crazy. I want to watch that football game. Uh, right. That... <laughs> More like that pillow fight. Um. <laughs> but uh. Yeah. They're like you know burlesque performers are like artists and they don't they're not they're not strippers because they you know they don't work on poles and they're not doing it you know for for the men or the money they're doing it for like art and to have their artistic voice heard yeah. and strippers are like you know basically strippers like burlesque performers are like you know hoity-toity cunts is like really <laughs> and so like it was kind of cool to like flit and i still do that because i still perform in both those areas so i still flip back and forth between it um, but the sex worker sex performer hierarchy is just like there's always someone that they try to put beneath it's like burlesque like well yep. we're not strippers strippers like well we don't give hand jobs hand job girls like i don't do full service full service girls like well no one can pee on me for like, real, for the, yeah, we call that the hierarchy. In, the hierarchy in the sex work community, um, and it is unfortunately really very real, and it oftentimes also unfortunately comes from um, what we what we refer to as internalized horophobia, which mm. is people that um, just like internalize anything. You hear like internalized homophobia, internalized transphobia. People are for whatever reason or reasons deeply unsettled with the work that they're doing. In they shouldn't be doing that work, but instead they are doing that work, maybe out of survival, maybe some other reason. And they but it's deeply ingrained yeah. because, like, even you would go and like I fully support the language you used to describe it was like, uh, like the people who have crossed that line. Yeah, like totally. even you, like the most, like yeah, do it. Even like the way you speak about it will still like you know have a like residue. Yeah, that. I mean, and I, for me, it is a line. I mean, it's a it's a very literal line. It's a physical line, yeah. like on my body. Like I 
just um i mean i've tried like to be honest with you i've tried full service i've like seen full service clients with like other um escort friends of mine just to see like is this something that i want to do and i'm like meh I really love the other areas of the industry that I'm in. This isn't worth it for me. And I had to weigh it against, again, yeah. it being illegal. Plus, um, you know, there are constantly raids and busts happening in this area because um, uh, because people have a really hard time um, uh, making a distinction between sex trafficking and consensual legal adult sex work. Um, uh, I say legal, like uh, legal aged adults. Yeah. And um and so they end up like you see these like salacious headlines. We were talking about like clickbaity headlines earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see these clickbaity headlines that are like, you know, prostitution ring, like busted, sex trafficking ring busted. And you start reading the article and it's obvious that they like just walked into like a woman owned and operated like brothel, um, you know, where everybody there was like legally consenting and of age. And yeah. they just like busted these, all these sex workers. And so... um yeah it just isn't i i also do a lot of screening and security work for escorts in the area because i actually i um when i first moved to the bay i was in infosec fun fact and uh, infosec uh, information security okay um and so uh so like i'm good at like doing like background checks and i that's all that stuff is so when like a detective like meets in a car like in a random parking lot he slips you 200 bucks you're that person (laughs) where he's like yeah did you run the plates yeah here's the information i actually worked for a startup company um who uh my two my my boss and my coworker were um like the third best like lock picker in the world and then like an ex-cia agent and we did um a lot of like penetration testing. So for like security systems and whatnot, we like go to people's like companies or even their physical homes and we'd um, assess them and see basically how people could break into them. Like look, like search out vulnerabilities. What were you like oceans three? Like what? (laughs) 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 You need a few more ragtags. You know what's funny is I actually, I'm going to try and adjust my headphones right now. So sorry for the noise, but um, I actually would have gone into, uh, I would have become a private eye because it's something that I'm really interested in, except um, the way that I look uh, works against me because the more nondescript you look, the better you are at that business. And I'm so distinctive looking that I would stick out in like a heartbeat. People will be like, oh, that, that chick with the green hair and the 70 tattoos. Like definitely saw her following me in that car. Um, You'd only work out in like places like the West Village in New York yeah, and right? Boys Town in Chicago like, or, in, or, or in San Francisco. Francisco. And that's the only places you could work. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Very limited market. Yeah, so we did that, and I uh, and we also taught uh, rich white people how to not get kidnapped, um, which meant that we kidnapped rich white people, and then oh, that's so cool! Them. Yeah, so we used to. Did run- you drive the van? Were you the person hanging out of the van grabbing? I'm them? the per- I'm the person who was spraying them with pepper spray I in a hotel that. room. <laughs> I, I love like- that. That's a job. Yeah, people. it was pretty great. Dreams can be realized. I also do like a lot of interrogation scenes as a dominatrix, sure. and then we were renting out the armory, like Kink.com's headquarters. Quarters, um to do these like big like uh weekend long um trainings that ended in like uh in these like day long um you know practical application things which were like these takedowns where yeah. we like take them down interrogate them they'd have to escape us and then we'd be like stalking them all over the city in like in vans um and they'd have to go to all these checkpoints and we had like 
uh, like geotags on them. So we were tracking them where they were going and they had to like complete all these like missions at the checkpoints. And if we caught them, we just drive them back to point A and they'd have to like do it all over again. But um, yeah, I was tasing people who were making more money like in a year than I will ever make in my lifetime. Um, I was spraying people with pepper spray. I was like screaming at people like, how'd you get this job? I Fuck the sex know. stuff. This is so interesting. I'm about to only call her out. So there's um, a really amazing, uh, God, I love you, Violet. Uh, Violet Blue is a really um, fantastic uh, journalist and um, and erotica author and activist and uh, just all around badass here in the Bay. And she, um, her uh, ex-partner uh, actually was running this InfoSec company. And when I moved here, Violet and I knew each other from sex positive circles mm. and she was like hey this is super random but i know you're looking for supplemental income and i know you love yelling at men right and i know you love so- yelling at men. actually it was so <laughs> perfect and like my boss like knew all of my side jobs and like he there's like this amazing story where like one day my car got broken into in uh in front of our office space in downtown in the mission actually where you're staying so watch your vehicle um <laughs> and uh and I had just come from a porn shoot before I met him at the office. So I had a trunk full of dildos. I was like, this trunk full of like dildos and like floggers and whips and like lighting equipment. There's some people listening right now. We're like, I'm not in porn, but like, that's what's in my trunk. I know. Right. A- <laughs> right? I, that was just Tuesday night. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, and so I come out of this shitty used car and I came out and someone had busted into my car and uh, they had uh, gotten to the trunk. They had taken all of my shit. And I call my boss and I'm like in tears. It's like three or four grand worth of equipment. I'm in tears. He comes out. You know, I'm on the phone with the police. He, bless his heart, is walking up and down the sidewalk. And what they must have done is just grabbed all my shit. And as they were walking down the sidewalk, they must have like been th- just throwing out shit uh-huh. out of my bag that they didn't want. <laughs> so he, my boss is literally picking dicks up on the street, like walking out. <laughs> street being like i think this is yours and i'm like sobbing like, <laughs> did you catch them that's the way to catch no, them which no, way did they go them. follow the big follow black the dildos. dildos yeah <laughs> like breadcrumbs no but i did because it is san francisco i did actually uh recover some of my um more expensive leather floggers because we have fucking bdsm consignment shops here and they oh, took that's them amazing. to consign them isn't that crazy <laughs> oh my god yeah, so there's so, a tangent for you You've all been hearing me rant and rave for months about the Pure Hookup app. And I gotta tell you, I've been noticing more and more women on this app as the year goes by. I'm getting more matches, I'm talking to more people, I even arranged a hookup last week. Granted, it ended up not being a fit, but I did find a Tupperware of weed in my lift on the way there, so that was a plus. Needless to say, I'm loving the Pure Hookup app, and you will too. This app helps you have casual fun with awesome people tonight. Get a match and you both have exactly one hour to arrange some no-strings-attached sex. Download the Pure Hookup app on Google Play or the App Store. I used to text and call my psychologist a lot. When I was in college and in my early 30s, you know, my dad paid uh, for me to see a therapist at my request. You know, you know, because my theory was if you break it, you pay for it. And uh, I was blown away at how expensive mental health care was. This woman charged $200 per session, and I knew that I could never afford that myself. Luckily, I found Talkspace. Talkspace is an online therapy company that believes therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. 
Talkspace lets you send unlimited text, audio, and video messages to your hand-picked therapist for as little as $32 per week. What? What a deal. You can afford professional mental health care with Talkspace. And my listeners, okay, are going to get $30 off with the coupon code MANHOR at checkout. Visit Talkspace.com slash MANHOR or download the Talkspace app for more information Again, use the code MANHOR for $30 off your first month. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. Now back to the show. So, so, you were, so you were stripping. I was stripping. What came next? What was the next line of sex-related work? Um, I started doing... Did you graduate college or no? I did. Gra- I mean, I graduated eventually. Sure, but sure, I, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. I graduated. I have a bachelor's. Um. But uh, I'm trying to think. I think I started doing uh, webcam modeling next. um, And then that led to porn. And then um, I didn't start doing like what I call direct client work um, until I moved to the Bay Area like four and a half years ago. Direct client work being like being like being a dominatrix. Yeah. Yeah. So like just seeing people face to face as clients. That's a real tax form way of like saying that anyone escorts or or doms or whatever. It's like direct, direct, direct client work. I, my accountant is, is masterful with language. (laughs) (laughs) I pay my taxes. God damn it. Okay. (laughs) So yeah. So, uh, I I would say it went, um, it went, yeah, stripping and then webcamming and then porn and then pro domination work. And, uh, and I'm still doing all of those things except for the webcamming, uh, now. So now I'm still doing dancing and porn and doming. Did you enter in with like mainstreamy type porn or did you automatically know like I've got a niche, I got a thing? Oh, yeah. I, my first porn shoot was Ultimate Surrender on kink.com. Like I knew my niche market. Okay. I actually started, you know. As a sub or as a dom or? Well, when you're wrestling, there's no. Oh, so this was the. Oh, this is all the wrestling stuff. Yeah. So Ultimate Surrender. Sorry. Ultimate Surrender. I'm like assuming a familiarity that I don't know you have. It's a oh. uh, it's it's a uh, girl on girl wrestling. Um, and the winner fucks the loser with the strap on, which I've always found to be bullshit because strap on fucking is very, uh, very arduous um, activity. And if I just kick somebody's ass on a wrestling mat for like, I mean, those shoots last three to five hours um the last thing i want to do is put a fucking monster dick on and then aggressively fuck this girl for like another hour like i should be laying back getting my due right Right. i should be getting so i i always like had a bone to pick with ultimate surrender because i was like that's not fair well yeah let's let's talk about the wrestling fetish stuff because (laughs) fascinating right yeah uh first thing uh, is this your personal fetish first or was that just like the type of work that you found you know um i I will say when i was growing up um you know i I am italian and all the women in my family are very um are very you know curvy women and my mother actually is uh was very athletic um she was a triathlete growing up she coached like a million sports and went to school on a basketball scholarship and then did triathlons and uh so my sister rebelled against all the athletic stuff and I like consumed it and so my mom and I my mom got me into like running and rock climbing and like doing all kinds of like weightlifting and doing all kinds of stuff and so I've never wanted to be like a skinny girl I've always wanted to be a strong girl yeah and so that's been like a lifelong thing like I've always um 
I have childhood friends who still like needle me because they're like, hey, remember when we were kids and you just like wanted to wrestle and throw me around all the time? And I, you were like a lot bigger than me. That was really fun for me. And I'm like, really? Because that's like my favorite memory of us. Like, uh, I'm just like, what's wrong with that? Um, do you get off on the wrestling? Is that something? I mean, like- now I do. Yeah. Like, I, um, I very much am attracted. I don't have like a particular... Um, body type that i'm attracted to i'm attracted to like a wide array of body types but god um, bless you i know but but (laughs) i really am but like but physicality is important like you can be you can be athletic and be a larger person you can also be not athletic and be a very skinny person so i need somebody personally if you're going to be a partner of mine i need somebody that i can like roll around with and not just like fucking like i need somebody that i can like just surprise like throw you down on like a bed and then we're just going like balls to the wall for the next like 15 minutes and maybe that segues into sex and maybe it doesn't and we're just like horsing around but it's a big part of my it's how i'm very much like a rough housey personality yeah is how i like i've always been um and so when i first got uh i was actually doing this like you'll love this i was doing this female fight club in baltimore um wait female fight club i know (laughs) what the fuck um I know, and and now I'm like my girlfriend is like an MMA. You've already person. broken the rule. I know. Um, well, it's not operational anymore, so they won't mind. Mm-hmm. But um, I so when I was a stripper, um, you know, I was like I was stripping, and I was in college, and I was uh, you know, I was in I was rock climbing, and so doing like rock climbing and pole dancing at the same time, your upper body just gets like stacked, and so I was getting really really uh like muscular and um i looked on craigslist because i was looking for extra work and uh they someone was looking for girls to wrestle each other and um like no non-sexual just in bikinis um uh no nudity uh they just really and they called it cat fighting and they're like we're looking for cat fighters um you know two hundred dollars per match uh you're matched according to like height and weight and um you know here's it you know here's an example of our video work etc etc they're all taped sessions Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, huh, I could do this. This sounds yeah. fun. And um, so that is a, like a like a super niche of uh, fetish wrestling is cat fighting, which is um, a style of fetish wrestling that is used to refer to um, two women just going at each other uh, with no skill or technique involved. And usually they try and like hype you up against each other in the beginning. They're like, they're like, oh, she was talking shit about you. Like, did you hear her? Like, she said she could like, you know, throw you over her shoulder in one like, you know, what? Oh. like yeah she called you like weak like blah, blah, blah. and they try and like put these girls and then they just like they like uh i use it was in an old boxing gym that was on top of a um a strip club in fells point in baltimore and they used to rent out this boxing gym this boxing ring and you would just meet this girl like 10 minutes before you hopped in a boxing yeah. ring with her and then you guys would just go at it and you'd be like scratching each other like hair pulling choking like there were no rules it was insane i did this for maybe and then they they monetize it where they um they uh pay out the winner more than the loser so then there's an extra incentive they incentivize it rather there's an extra incentive to win so these women especially depending on how desperate you are for money like well, these can get yeah. really dangerous it's like bum fights but for hot chicks exactly it's yeah. totally bum fights for hot chicks yeah. and so um so i used to do this and i did this for a good year 
um, before. And I never even considered it sex work at the time because I just wasn't like, uh, I wasn't, I was dancing, but I wasn't getting really political about my work yet. And uh, I wasn't like identifying as a sex worker yet. And, um, but it was totally sex work. And I did it for about a year. And uh, actually, anyone who watches my videos will notice my legs are really heavily scarred. And it's mostly from doing these fucking shoots because if we couldn't do them in boxing rings, we'd rent out hotel rooms. They'd have us wrestle on the carpet. And so I have like these mm. big gnarly rug burns on my legs. They for just all like, these, like early. Yeah. They just stay. Um, so then I got a concussion during one of the matches and I was like, maybe I should learn about what I'm doing, which is when I started like taking Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and like learning about technique and skill. And then the next time I did wrestling for sex work it was my first porn shoot um on ultimate surrender because someone was like hey listen i don't know if you do porn but uh there's this website where chicks wrestle each other and then fuck each other with strap-ons right. and it seems right up your alley and i was like yes it is and obviously the first question <laughs> is uh is it rigged is it no it's not rigged it's, not it's so real it's very it real so real the that, realest porn you'll see honest to god ultimate surrender um if anyone's familiar with kink.com they're like this big corporation that has all of the, like they're like a big umbrella corporation not like the umbrella sure, corporation sure. get all like mila jovovich on you but um they have all these websites that like underneath the umbrella right yeah. and there are sites where people are getting electrocuted people are getting waterboarded all the people kinks, are getting all the like fetishes. you know strung up by their fucking hair and um despite all of that craziness the most injuries that models have at kink.com is on the ultimate surrender website. Oh, that doesn't surprise me the slightest because of how legitimately um, athletic and dangerous it is. Um, they encourage you to go all out. And a lot of times um, these girls get flown in, you know, from like the porn Mecca, like LA uh. and they're like porn girls. They're not like wrestlers. So they get oh. thrown in thinking, like, you know, their agents like book them for these shoots. So they get flown in thinking like, Oh, this is like this fun fantasy wrestling thing. They get their fucking asses handed. Do you ever them. show up and get one of those? And she's like, ah, oh, this is going to be yes. flicking her. Like this is going to be yes. great. And then you just, just <laughs> Oh no, I don't destroy them because I feel bad. But like the you directors like, want me to just, Take it easy on them? I have to fake it. I uh, then have to like make it. Then like we all have to. It's, it becomes this collaborative effort of like how are we going to make this look real and how are we going to make this look like this girl is actually yeah. trying or she actually knows something. Um, I mean that doesn't happen very often. Like I have mostly they've been I get pitted with people who are um, my skill level or better than me. But occasionally I will get an amateur and then it's like I, I feel very protective of other uh, sex workers. So like I'm always trying to make sure they're not getting hurt but we're also still you know putting on a good show for the the director and like the fans and stuff so a comedian buddy of mine who used to be like a, a backyard wrestler like he used to be a professor like one of those what does that mean a backyard wrestler it means you're not like the, it means like you're not in the wwe or whatever it is now. okay so but like he, he was like a professional wrestler like you go like on these little like tours and they, you know these like small towns that people would pay like to go to some gym and watch yeah. people wrestle okay. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So he did that, and I asked him, like, he was just the first person I could think of. I was like, I'm, I'm talking to a, a woman who does wrestling porn. Like, do you, what should I ask? <laughs> what did he say? Well, the only question he had, because it's not his fetish, surprisingly. He's a man who doesn't wear sleeves ever. Uh, wears zero sleeves. Matt Marin, how you doing, buddy? And he, Hi, Matt. <laughs> I also never wear sleeves. <laughs> he, But he did want to know, I was like, do you do, <clears throat> do y'all ever do research to make... to kind of make the wrestling moves as realistic as possible. 
So what I will say is that um, there's so much nuance and variation in what it is about wrestling that turns people on. Mm -hmm. So a perfect example is like when I get contacted for domination sessions and guys are like, I want you to wrestle me. Um, I try and get a certain amount of information out of them beforehand before we meet so that I just have an idea of how I'm going to like structure the the session. Um, and one of the things I'll ask them is like what turns them on about wrestling and or I'll have them actually point me to like a porn shoot, um, usually like a tube site shoot uh, that um, that like perfectly, you know, epitomizes their fantasy. Um, some men, for example, uh, are really into scissor holds. So they really like being held between a woman's legs mm. and that's their kink. And uh, you can like scissor hold their neck, scissor hold their stomach and just they'll just struggle to get out and that's the whole session uh some guys are really into being choked um so then they'll tell you you know my favorite chokes are you know rear naked choke guillotine wait there's like, more than cetera, one choke <laughs> what look i only i only learned how to properly choke a woman like this past year okay? so this is yeah that's i like that form of choking too but we don't do that in wrestling i'm that's, still that's a... i'm still like new to the being rough with somebody it's okay yeah, yeah there's so many so there's uh there's what's called a blood choke which is where you're um you're putting pressure on the carotid arteries on either side of the that's neck that's the one i learned exactly <laughs> um, and then there's uh then there are other chokes and so the if you're um in wrestling what you're doing is uh you're doing a blood choke if you're choking somebody okay. out um you can also fuck with people's trachea if you're like a, an asshole but i try not to do that unless my wrestling partner is being an ass nelson um, half nelsons and shit or oh yeah half nelsons oh, full nelsons so um, that, like you guys use like like legitimate real wrestling moves yeah yeah, okay. yeah so uh so we'll find out what the person likes and then i'll cater the session to them so if they like um if they like some things that I'm not familiar with, then yes, I'm going to go do some research, do some YouTube videos. Where's that Hulk Hogan video? Where it's, uh... Yes, right? And then some, sometimes it's like really fantasy. And that's for a lot of times for guys who... um who just can't be very physical either because, uh, you know, their health or their weight or et cetera. So they'll, you know, then it gets very WWE ish where they like want me to like dress up like a superhero and like, you know, do some kind of crazy, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm taking them down because they like roofied a friend of mine in a bar and I'm like getting back for all women or something <laughs> like that. Um, so You're like, I've been playing that role my whole life. Right. Let's... I'm like, you again, you mean Tuesday? Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I'm like I'm wearing my superhero outfit right now, Billy. Um, but uh, but yeah, so, so sometimes depending on what's being asked of me, I might have to do some extra research. Um, because I do train in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I already have like an arsenal of like moves, so to speak, that um, and and a skill level that doesn't really require me to do a lot of research before I wrestle most people. But um, sometimes I'll like go out of my way and be like, let me make your fantasy happen. Time for the fan whore appreciation moment, sponsored by Coke Zero. Not really. I just, they're not really sponsoring, but I, I do just want to say rest in peace, Coke Zero. I think we're going to miss you. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where I like to thank some of uh, the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. I want to start off with a thank you to longtime fan whore and supporter Brian W. Uh, you can actually check him out at History of Porn. He, uh, he writes, he's an author about uh, old pornography. Very cool stuff. Thank you so much to Daniele G and your lady friend Bootsy. Thank you so much for your longtime support. And I can't wait to meet the both of you at ManhorCon in October. Julian D, thank you so much. Uh, out there in Oakland. Uh, Camden M, thanks, buddy, for throwing down. Uh, I, 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 I got to admit, I don't have a lot of intel on you right now. I tried. 
but I'm just happy you're here, okay? Say some things in the champagne room, okay? Let's get to know you better. And thank you so much to the ever-so-lovely Magenta Prex. Dear Lord, uh, this sexy, geeky, lovely person. Y'all need to go check her out. You can find her on Twitter at Magenta Prex, P-R-E-X. I think she was just in like, uh, I think she was just in like Hustler not so long ago. So thank you all so much uh, for your support. And uh, you too can join our fan work community for as little as a dollar per month. It, just as Russ said earlier in the show, if the show itself is not worth a dollar a month, is not the show plus access to some fan whore titties not worth a dollar a month? Come on now. You can go pledge right now at patreon.com slash man podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash man podcast. Uh, there's going to be a bonus episode, by the way, for all my $5 and up fan whores with Andre. I just, I snipped out about 12, 13 minutes of our uh, conversation here. I'd also be remiss if I didn't uh, stress that my guest this week also has a Patreon. So if you're in the financial situation that you can support the both of us, go throw down some shekels for her as well. She's on at patreon.com slash I am Polly as in uh, P-O-L-Y. But for now, let's get on back to me and Andre Shakti. What was it? Did you have any like thoughts when you first started doing the wrestling point? Where like this is weird. Like, was there ever a moment where you're like, your kink is not my kink, and that's okay? But come on. I'm trying to think. Um, I guess you know what's funny. You know what I do find really weird. Um, and I'm not saying this in a shaming way. Like, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Um, but I. Uh, but I get a lot of um, requests for what are called KOs, knockouts. So a lot of men want to be knocked out. Um, I think it is, and this is, I'm going to go back into dark feminist territory real fast. So um, here is the the best illustration of why fem- we need fem- feminism is because men actually pay for women to knock them unconscious. Can you imagine a woman paying a strange man money to be knocked unconscious in his presence where no one else knows where she is at that point in time? These men hand me $300 and literally put my their lives in my yeah. hands to knock them out on unco- I could do anything I wanted I could steal all their money yeah. I could kill them I could like you hit the you wrong know- spot they end up going blind exactly and, but not even that just like it's more about like intent than uh-huh. like skill like it's just like it boggles my mind like I just want to scream at these men like do you sometimes like do you realize how this would never happen if the genders were reversed because women, you know, when men have a bad date, like think of having a bad date, they're worried about like being like shut down or turned down. When women think of a bad date, they're they're worried about being assaulted or killed. Right. And so it's it's such it illustrates such like an important dichotomy well, that's, in our, I don't know. our that, culture. I never I never liked that argument where it was just like it's such a simplistic way of like phrasing it because depending on where you live. Like, yeah, maybe like a dude's also worried about getting killed. I mean, if I was to live in Detroit, I, that would probably be my going out every day. on a date with a, with a woman. You going would, on a date, would, going, go going, on a date like, going home like from the Tinder? date. Like, no, I'm not yeah, talking I'm, about like okay. outside of the woman's presence. Oh, I'm not saying with general your violence. With your date. Exactly. Okay, I mean, okay. because most the most violence, you know, asserted against women is, is partner violence. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. people that are partnered with them or close to them or lusting after them or whatever. It's mostly, um, yeah, people that are very close to them. So, uh, so that is a very real concern sure. that women have that most men do not have not speaking to like the greater violence of an area or like things happening to them or what have you. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so I don't do knockouts very often, um, mostly because it freaks me out. Because when somebody goes out, uh, when you knock somebody out, you choke somebody out, um, their bodies do really funny. They do really interesting things. Uh, most people will grind their teeth. They'll make this really hideous like teeth grinding noise when they're going out. And it's uh-huh. fucking terrifying. Like they'll like jerk and they'll kind of like seize and they'll like grind their teeth right before they go out that's the thing you're worried about it's like oh he's gonna grind his teeth no it's not annoying it's fucking frightening like i right, feel but- like i'm killing this guy even though i know i'm not and i know i know how to safely knock somebody i just out like in back. all of that the like, thing you're most like that most stands out to you is that he's gonna the, the same thing i do just naturally <laughs> asleep next to my girlfriend <laughs> I like like that's the that's the thing you're concerned about. It's just freaky. It sounds like I'm killing them and I don't want to kill my clients because that way I won't be able to build a business off sure. of that strategy. But like I and I'll have to like, dispose of the body and like yeah, their, it's their really wives. Expensive. It's just really it's not gonna We go saw well. breaking bad. You gotta get the very proper bucket, otherwise exactly. it doesn't work. Yep. You know? Yeah. So I uh, I don't want to dissolve bodies in my mm. spare time. Um so so yeah, so I don't do that very often um because it just fucking terrifies me and also it kind of of like I'm weirdly and not weirdly insulted I'm insulted as a woman and as a feminist that these men like think nothing of paying strange women to knock them unconscious but um that is just me so how much does your sex worker uh life overlap your personal sexual interests I'm the same I am I'm, I'm pretty much the same person in any context that you find me in. So like me like at home, like me right now on the couch, like I like the same character. Yeah. But you, like what about your interest like your like your per, your your personal sexual preferences like or There's a lot of overlap. Um I'm very much into the two things that I like specialize in. I say the three things I specialize in as a dom are are wrestling, fetish wrestling, uh strap on play and pegging and um interrogation scenes. Mm. And uh strap on play is something that's like a very um frequent uh player in my real life uh sex life and um and i also teach a lot of classes uh we didn't get to the non-sex work sure, uh yeah. things that i have but i l- short story is i teach a lot of classes about sex and i write a lot about sex and so my entire life is sex and uh so i teach a lot of strap-on classes and um uh, I also really love fisting and I really love, um, I really love just like being fisted or being the fister. Both, both. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a switch with everything. Um, and, uh, and I really just love introducing men to their prostates for the first time. So I do a lot of like anal fisting with men and just like just prostate massage. And you like, like seeing the first time they have that whimper followed by the wide eyes. I I seriously just um I just came back from Portland and I uh, I worked with a man who's a paraplegic, um, which I don't get to do very often. I'm really fascinated by like the intersections of like sexuality and disability. Okay, and um. He, uh, his penis was like fully functional, um, in terms of like getting erections, but he couldn't have an orgasm. He stopped being able to ejaculate and have a, a penile orgasm. Biologically couldn't like, was there like a nerve thing where biologically couldn't, yeah, 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 yeah. biologically couldn't. That's interesting. Wait, so I guess the orgasm would be like nervous system, but the reason why the erection's fine because that's just blood flow, right? I that's am going to say I don't know. Okay. So I'm very comfortable I limiting ch- when I don't know things. I ch- I don't I'm going to ask a doctor. Ask, ask a medical professional. Ask your local medical professional. Well, there's a lot of former guests of the show. It's the one benefit of having fucked a lot of doc. Oh, uh, party foul. Someone didn't turn their phone off. I'm sure it was my sister. It's your sister. 
are you late for dinner? No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You can tell her that the the big bad dominatrix is. Uh, she's got she's got me held down. He's a little tied up right now. <laughs> oh, bada oh, bing! Never heard bada that one. Bada boom! See, maybe I should be a comedian. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, um, penises. Oh, uh, right, right. I was, yeah. I was, I was so just... I don't know why. I don't know the medical uh the the reasoning why that couldn't happen for him but um but he never had uh and he had a very healthy sex life with with sexual partners but he never had somebody even put a finger in his butt and he wanted his first time to be with a professional which mm. a lot of times um yeah i write my advice column and a lot of times folks ask you know some some folks questions to me my answer is yeah, you should hire a sex worker for that. Because when you think about like the first time you ever had sex, right? Like most folks, um, you know, some folks, it was really bad. Some folks, it was really good for most people. It was somewhere in between and it was like fumbling. And I'm sure going back, I know I wish I had a lot more information about my body and bodies in general when I was beginning to have sex. And I'm like, man, like what if like my first time doing this thing that I'm super, uh, you know, I have a lot of feelings about maybe makes me feel really vulnerable. Um, I have a lot of anxiety about what if I could just like hire a fucking professional for like an hour or two to show me the ropes and then like send me off on my way. Like that would be so much less anxiety inducing for me. And so um, not that I'm saying children should hire sex workers, but like in adulthood, um, it is it is something that a lot of my clients do is they they seek me out because they want to do a thing for the first time and they want it to be in like a safe, controlled, structured environment. Right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, from a professional. Yeah. And that was a really fucking phenomenal experience was just like giving this man the first orgasm he has had in 15 years since he was hit by a drunk driver um by massaging his prostate because he'd never he couldn't he can't do it himself and he'd never have had a partner no be able to do that and no him. penis stimulation during None it whatsoever does he feel pleasure in his penis at all when yeah, it's hard yeah totally. so he can feel it he can feel it but that, the thing is with your prostate like mm. you can't um it, it's it's physiologically uh I'm not going to say impossible because I'm sure there is like that one unicorn guy out there or girl um, with a penis. But uh, it is very, very difficult if you are having your prostate stimulated to maintain an erection physiologically. Right. Like most guys who get their prostate stimulated for the first time, they're like, they, you know, they, they end up turning to their partners as their erection starts wilting. And they're like, I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. Like, I swear I'm into it. And it's, it's, yeah. there's no, nothing wrong. It's it literally like the body can't do both at once. I still stroke during that, like, because it's still got enough blood in it. So it's kind of like a, like, it's like heavy. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice weight. No, so I'll still stroke that one out. Uh, and then it will get hard, like in like the, 30 seconds before you yep, come, you yep, know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes guys will have, yeah, that you can have, um, you know, you obviously can like be getting off from getting your ass fucked and yeah. your prostate isn't being stimulated at all. Maybe because you just don't have a sensitive prostate yeah. and then you're jerking yourself off and you can come that way. And yeah. a lot of times guys, uh, guys who were to strap on fucking like the, um, it's not even so much the having their ass stimulated. That is the thing for them. It's just like the, the image of a woman with a strap on. And that's why I'm saving ass. Pegging for marriage. Like, <laughs> uh, there's one thing I say. You say, say I'm saving pegging for love, but like I'm in love, and I don't. I don't think I want. I like having one thing that I haven't done that I know I want to do. I like still having something to save away. I have nothing to give to a person now. You know, I have no like first. Thing so what I, you're telling me is like you literally have done everything except strap on. So now anything I'm like, that, so you anything and your... I'm interested in doing. Okay. 
I like I haven't done everything, but I've done everything that I feel like I want to do. Okay. Uh, so I want to like keep one thing saved away. But pegging is a thing that you want to do. Sure. Yeah. Be, but for that but mental image. <laughs> or like, I guess I want not necessarily wife, but like definitely long term partner. This is the first time I've had a girlfriend in like since I was 19. So let's see how long it lasts. If it lasts long enough, she'll, she would happily strap it on. She yes. loves doing that. Yes. Um, but so we do all sorts of other butt stuff, just like I, not the actual strapping of it on, because that is the image that that's the hot part. It's that people go like, oh, does that mean you're gay? No, it's like because I don't want a guy to fuck me in the ass. Exactly. I want a hot woman to fuck me in the ass. It's not who is it like. So I try and I try and tell this is what I tell men like first and foremost when they come to me being like mm. really um you know, having lots of like shame basically like around like wanting to receive anal pleasure because of the, all the messages they've been getting told about what that means yeah. like growing up. And, uh, and that's like a perfect example of toxic masculinity and how yeah. we like socialize men to, you know, be masculine. Um, but, uh, but I tell them, you know, it's not what is happening to your body that determines your sexual orientation. It is who is doing that thing mm-hmm. to your body. So, like, if a man is fucking you in the ass, then yeah, it's a you li- might it's be a, a little gay, man. At least a little. It's a little yeah. homo happening there. <laughs> but, like, if a woman is fucking you in the ass and you identify as a straight dude, that should not be in question because yeah. it's not the sensation, it's the person. Mm-hmm. So, um, just like repeating that as a mantra almost, like, has, has, uh, has seemed to help uh, a lot of guys I've come in contact with. I like to say, uh, the problem. It's not a switch that turns you gay. It's just a button that makes sex awesome. I like that. Yeah, I like that. So I'm gonna much. get it on a t-shirt. You know what I'm gonna get you now? You're gonna have to invite me to your wedding because I, <laughs> I want to. You know they make these are so terrible, but they make these little tiny fake like blood packets that women can put in their fucking vaginas to simulate their hymens being broken. Oh. And it's for it's it's not even really like an Americanized thing. It's more of um. Uh, in, in other countries where women are still seen as second class citizens where like virginity is lauded above right. everything else and maybe women have, who have been raped or women who hell just wanted to fuck before they got married sure. um, and they will do this they will put shit in there to like make it look. so I want to get you one of these little hymen packs so you can Stuff. put it in your butt <laughs> And they dissolve, so it'll be okay. You'll be fine. You can like put it in your butt, and then when your new wife like fucks your ass, you can have like a literal cherry popping moment. That's uh, what I want to give you. <laughs> that is so kind of you. You are, yeah. I mean, I'm selfless above anything else. So, oh, and you have to videotape it. That, that's the condition. Okay, it's conditioned. Yeah, yeah. I put it on a pirate site. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, you're going on a tube site. You're not going to profit from that at all. Somebody asked if there was like tube shit of me because i i did webcamming for a year oh yeah yeah and like in college and i someone was like oh there's got to be them pirated stuff of you i was like i don't know like i don't even know why guys paid for me i don't even think they'd want to see me for free but whatever wait that's and, amazing so you were like gay for pay webcammer when you were in college on webcam i mean that's i wasn't fucking, well I wasn't, yeah but yeah. it's for like you were it was for like primarily yeah, like, a male care. demographic fuck yeah, i was gonna jer- i was gonna jerk off anyway i like you Oh. I liked you before, but that just made you're, you like You're the- of a very small minority of people I- who like me. <laughs> I know. Well, it's still early. I mean, but I I, I, I haven't like I, I've base liked you. Um, and they're like, like you've been at a five on the likability scale mm-hmm. and you just shot up to like a six point five. Oh, that's with awesome. The, with the, you know, I hold men at a much lower starting point than most other genders. So just it's not your fault, really. I can imagine. Um, but yeah, that made me like you a whole lot more. So yeah, no, I did that. Uh, <laughs> I did that junior into senior year of college. You know what? It can. What what platform did you use? Do you remember? Oh God, Are it you, was like, um, Chatterbait or like. No, no. This was um, before. This was back when you could still get paid per minute. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you do get paid per minute. Well, now it seems like it's more like the token stuff. 
Yeah. Right. It's, this it's, was pre like my site wasn't on a token system. Got it. Uh, so I think the parent company was iFriends. Okay. But this, I think like the sub site I happened to sign up on was like adultfriendssomething.com or Don't whatever. Not adult friend finder, <laughs> but it was like, uh, it was, yeah, it was like something weird like that. What was um, her name? College, com- college underscore comedian. Oh my God. You didn't I, even make up a, when they asked you like what your name was, what would you tell them? I wouldn't tell them. Uh, they, no one like ever. You never had a name. Well, no one ever really. They asked, weren't like, "I'm Jim." I don't think they ever asked like, my name. Here's my hard dick. Like they never asked because it name. wasn't two way cam, right? They had the option of it, okay. And they were like, "Do you want to see me?" And I would be like, "No," because like I don't like dicks. <laughs> but I would tell. I would always say like, "Look, if it, if you get off on that, like you're welcome to put it up there." But and no guy ever took me up on it because I think as soon as I broke the illusion that like yeah. I don't want to see their dick but it still <gasps> works for men because for gay men because there's this whole um because the whole idea of the straight guy being like like turn gay yeah. like and fetishizing the straight guy um is such a thing in gay male culture so like you could totally still be like actually I like really hate looking at other dicks and guys will still be like it's okay I'm still gonna jerk yeah. off to you anyway that I'm just surprised makes it no one did yeah because like yeah. I te- I always left the option I would say like I'm not into it but like if you want to you're welcome to mm-hmm. the one I would try to use more often was the phone one where they had like a proxy number yep. because yeah. I had a, a MacBook so I didn't have like I didn't have like a headset real amateur moves now I that love this. as I as I've like watched more documentaries and like I go because I don't really watch cam girls myself but like I noticed they all have like the headset and they have I'm like wow wait, I, I fucked up like so I couldn't do you identify as a sex I had no idea you did sex work do you uh, identify as like a former sex worker or do I'm, you never like I'm really not, bring it out I'm not like allowed to or I'll get yelled at for appropriating something I already get oh, God, I already get yelled true. I already get yelled at for Killjoy <laughs> feminist God exa- damn it right right um, <laughs> and I'm not saying all feminists are like that I am a feminist I think fe- the word feminist <laughs> is a bad rap but there is look a if you cons- saw her haircut right now you'd know she's a feminist I'm so, so gay okay. I'm like the gayest <laughs> fucking thing um, uh, I have I have those cards in my back pocket because I have a very oppressive face. I have all the worst adjectives. Or you're like, I need that card. Yeah. That is my or, like, or I have the best adjectives, depending how you look at it. Not for, not for nothing. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I know. It depends, it depends on what demographic you're trying to win over. Yeah. So like, I don't <laughs> identify as like a, a sex worker, a former sex worker. Although right now, like, I am a financial dominant. So there's another thing yes. I'm taking from women is uh is I found like a pay slut, a female pay slut. So are you kidding me? Not at all. I, okay, you went up to a seven now on the likability thank, scale. Thank. I'm really, I'm so, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't support taking money from women, but hell, if she's like getting off on it, like, she fuck gets, yes. She gets off on making me happy. And because I'm a broke artist in Bushwick. Is this the person who brought you, bought you the plane ticket? No, no, that was, that's just a very wonderful, benevolent listener of the show. That might be a financial pay pig in training right there. Oh. You, I would, I would start targeting those people that have made donations. Oh my God, you are so much fucking fun you were also so uh, much when fun. you when you when you come back out the uh, east we gotta when you do your bada bing tryout oh, i hate new york i'm never going right but there. i'll come out you'll come yeah you come to me it's not far this is obviously our relationship is you trekking through strange places to come find me but it's you fine. know what you're, you're worth the, you're worth the Aww. travel okay 
Jesus, your conversations are interesting. Uh, where can people, we didn't even get to like half the shit. Uh, next know. time we'll have to cover all your non-sex work all stuff. All the non-sex. So um, so boring. But where, where can people find you, your writings, your porn, etc.? Sure. So um, you can, so my name is Andre Shakti. Um, it's spelled pretty phonetically, but in case you're bad at that, it's A-N-D-R-E-S-H-A-K-T-I. Um, you can find me anywhere. Uh, basically, it's not even true. Um, I already said that I don't have an Instagram or uh, a Tumblr or anything. Uh, so you can Google me, but if you do, um, please don't do it at your desktop computer because uh, my vagina will come up on screen and then your boss will either be like, woohoo, or like you're fired, depending on what your job is. Um, so uh, you can Google me and find all of my stuff or you can just go to my website, which is um, iampoly.net. And uh, it's a non-monogamy advice column, but it also has... Um, uh, information about booking me as um, a speaker or as an educator um, and you can uh, find me on Twitter at Andre Shakti you can find me on Facebook as Andre Shakti um, if you message me on Facebook I get blocked on average about five months out of every year <laughs> so <laughs> if I don't <laughs> message you back I'm not being an asshole She's just I just in can't jail. I'm just in jail um, and uh, oh I have a Patreon right I should do that thing um, yeah. I have a Patreon we have a strong Patreon community here at the Mayor Podcast yep Yes, I saw that you also have a Patreon. So I have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash I am Polly. And that helps support um, all of my uh, intersectional advocacy efforts, um, which include writing as well as um, physical efforts out here in the Bay. There's really never a dull moment. Um, mm -hmm. So can people find the the your porn at iampoly.net or should they just go scour through uh, the way I can, found it? Yeah, I know. I'm like, like, yeah, if, if you, if if you gonna, find me if, on a tube site, don't tell me. If they're uh, going to pay for porn that involves you, where porn. do they go for exactly. that? Exactly. So in that case, the bulk of uh, my work is through either um, a website called the Crashpad Series and that's uh, crashpadseries.com. Um, you can also find me on a variety of kink.com's websites. Uh, you can search in the model directory and see all mm -hmm. of my work through them. Um, and then and the uh, wrestling stuff wrestling stuff um, there's a website called Academy Wrestling uh, that I do a lot of work for I also um uh, my my lesbian porn, my Los Angeles lesbian porn, has mostly been through a company called Subby Girls, um, okay. uh, and uh, this, I think they have SubbyGirls.com and MenAreSlaves.com, uh, which is a female domination site. And uh, I yeah, thought that's I, th I thought that was just like futuristic female fan fiction. That's actually just the name of my house. Yeah. It's just <laughs> <laughs> well uh, uh everyone you'll find all these links in the show notes uh please go check her out you were fantastic gotta have you on again because there's so much more to talk about clearly Anytime. uh and i may have to hit you about the sex party recommendations because i've got blank nights in this trip right i gotta figure out something to do dude i, I actually am <laughs> i'm sad that our conversation isn't lasting longer um if for no other reason than i was hoping your sister would call back but i mean uh, honestly i was very down for that and be like because morgan is i i think i once upon time pitched her do you want to like do an episode like as my sister and she's like not a fucking chance um <laughs> not a fucking chance so i was like that would have been fun but uh the only only reason i have to cut the short is apparently there's a very nice steak uh free steak coming my way so yeah you're gonna go have advantage. a much better meal tonight than i will so enjoy that <laughs> well it's a, it's a rarity for me but uh, <laughs> uh thank you so much andre and uh, i want you to say goodbye to everybody goodbye everybody <laughs> All right, everyone raise your hand if you want to hang out with Andre all the time, every day. I'm raising my hand. I, I assume most of you are as well, because holy shit, is she, she's just cool as fuck, so talented, so smart. 
go go check her out on the interwebs again she's on twitter and facebook at andre shakti that's uh, andre s-h-a-k-t-i I, of course, am on Twitter and Instagram at the Billy Presida. Uh, come give me a follow. Say hello. Do a tweet. Do a post. Use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast so I can know what you thought about the show. This tweet comes from at Miss Monsanto. I should be sleeping. Instead, I am listening to at the Billy Presida at 5 a.m. Well, uh, you know, get some sleep, girl. Get some sleep. Uh, if you want to say something to me privately, shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your titties over at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Join the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads for every episode. I also post uh, all the relevant links about the podcast and appearances that I make over there. For all you Redditors, it's r slash podcast. And last but certainly not least, go ahead and get your tickets to ManhorCon, people. You can get early bird tickets through the month of August for just $66.50. That's a bargain. That's a steal, especially when I, you know, I'm throwing in some sexy swag bags for you on the house. To get your tickets today, go to manhorpod.com slash tickets. Woo-wee! I am just exhausted at, uh, by how good that episode is. And uh, next week, you got a really great uh, one coming up with a uh, little blast from my past. I know I know y'all enjoy those. And until next week when I get to share it with you, be sure to stay slutty. Mm-hmm.